A surprise attack by Hamas has caught Israel unawares and escalated to thousands of deaths in and around the Gaza Strip. Most of them, civilians caught up in the conflict. Ed Blakely is a former Washington insider now living in Sydney, Australia. My name is freelance journalist and author Sean Britton. You can find us each and every week wherever you find good podcasts at US of Ed. Thousands dead, untold numbers of others injured, homeless, or living in a state of constant terror, as violence escalated this week to an entirely new level along and around the Gaza Strip between Israel and the Palestinian forces of Hamas. Ed, first thoughts on this one? Oh my God, it's uh, the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, the two-state settlement, the only settlement that will work, Israelis continue to encroach on the territory of uh, the Palestinians. The Palestinians don't have the capacity to fight for themselves, so Hamas is fighting uh, with the aid of Iran against Israel. Uh, this war is not going to come to an end unless... The people of Israel want it to come to an end. And I think there are some rumors of that effect. People don't want any more bloodshed because every time they kill someone, someone else rises up to kill one of them. Mm. So uh, this will not end until all the blood stops. As you say, the, the violence we're seeing is certainly not a new thing in the area. But the initial attack by Hamas was highly coordinated and obviously brutally successful for what it was on Saturday. Israeli intelligence agency, the Mossad, is famous for its networks of information gathering. How did they and the Israeli government not see this one coming? I'm not sure. Could this be the Pearl Harbor where we saw it coming and Netanyahu needs something to save his own job, so it allowed it to come, but it was bigger than he thought it would be. I really don't know, and you're right about their intelligence capacities. Um, I think it just got bigger and got out of hand sooner, and Hamas has done a pretty good job of masking its intentions lately, much better than it has in the past. Uh, this is a cat and mouse game on both sides. The White House has said that 14 American citizens have been killed in the attacks and at uh, at current, 20 or more are missing. Now, the United States, of course, has thrown its weight behind Israel in the conflict. God knows this is a, this is a conflict where people and nations are all in on one side or the other. Uh, do you anticipate the U.S. getting more involved if the conflict drags on? And what's that likely to look like? No, it's not going to drag on, and the U.S. isn't going to be more involved because we've already given them $1.5 billion this year. Uh, they can hold out as long as they want. I think Hamas, uh, once it feels that it can't win, is going to retreat and come back in another day. So there will be a temporary ceasefire by both sides, 
when they're exhausted, but they haven't reached that point yet. Look, we'll move on, uh, but there is one more thing. Uh, how does this affect the other uh, terrible conflict of our time in Ukraine? Uh, like Zelensky has accused Putin of backing Hamas in one way or the other, and Putin has made some some fairly measured, if fairly ironic, comments about civilian casualties. But there are fears that you know he could do more while the world's attention is diverted. Any thoughts? Uh, on that one, I think Putin's really absorbing his own battle in the Ukraine. Uh, this is just something he has got time for. But if he can get some political advantage from it, he'll take it. The Iranians are no friends of Russia. So he has to be very careful. And at least the Israelis are not throwing their armaments in the Ukrainian war at him. Uh, that's the thing he, he thankful for. But um, let's hope this ends very soon. And the parties in the Ukraine have already started talking peace. Maybe that those peace talks can have a little Israeli assistance. Last week, of course, we were discussing the ousting of Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker for the Republican-led Congress. It's been a fairly short and confusing race, but it appears now House Republicans have chosen House Majority Leader Steve Scalise as their nominee for Speaker. Although at time of recording, the House has adjourned without a vote on that one uh, becoming official. Ed, what's been going on? Well, I think this will be the same deal we saw last time. The Democrats will push him over the line. Uh, he probably has, he needs 218, he probably has 200 votes. And I would anticipate that some Democrats will come on side, just enough to help him make it. Uh, so there's leverage from the Democrats. Steve Scalise is a lot better person to deal with, if there is a better person, uh, than uh, Jordan. So I think uh, the demos will make the most they can of this, but there's still an S show going on. Mm. Latest on Donald Trump, uh, most of his time and uh, certainly his thoughts this week seem to be currently occupied with the New York fraud case. Uh, fresh accusations, though, this week that Trump had carelessly shared nuclear secrets with Australian billionaire and member of the Mar-a-Lago, Anthony Pratt, reportedly bragging about the number of warheads that U.S. submarines typically carry and how close they can get to Russian subs without being detected. What's the latest, Ed? I don't know the latest on that one, but if it's true, uh, now you have to know who he talked to and if he talked to anyone they have to track this right down to the ground. As you know, anyone in the intelligence business is always on background. That is, they're investigated all the time to see if they leaked anything. So this is going to be a huge scramble job, much bigger than you think. Every one of his friends has to be contacted now. It really seems like it's a... Uh an impossible task with uh, somebody like Trump, though. I mean, it's the same as trying to fact-check him in the media. He never stops running his mouth. So it's it's really difficult to actually nail down 
a position at one time or another. Yeah, but this means a hell of a lot of nuclear codes have to be changed, strategies have to be changed, and so on. This is not just a simple deal. It's a very big one. Uh, and uh, the American people need to know this, and the judge who's footsing around needs to know it, and this guy has to come forward and tell all he knows. Meanwhile, Joe Biden might be following through on uh, one of Trump's election promises at long last, uh, and in doing so, would be reneging on one of his own. Uh, the Biden administration is facing backlash after announcing they would waive 26 federal laws and regulations to allow a border wall to be constructed in an area of South Texas with a high number of migrant crossings. So building that wall. Uh, this is despite Biden previously promising there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration uh, while on the election trial. Ed, what's going on? Well, I think there are a couple of things here. Uh, one of them is this is a wall that needs to be repaired as well as rebuilt. Uh, so his people uh, and the Department of Homeland Security have said, this is something we need to do. And he's taking that advice. On the other hand, uh, by doing it without consulting his members of Congress and giving them a chance to weigh in, will weigh heavily on his electoral chances. Hmm. And finally, speaking of electoral chances in the, uh, the 2024 presidential race, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the nephew of President JFK, has been running against Joe Biden for the Democratic presidential nomination. Although, unless you actually uh, follow U.S. politics as closely as we do, you'd probably be hard-pressed to actually know it. Uh, this week, RFK has split from the Democratic Party and will now run as an independent, which some fear will strip votes away from Biden. And look, it may well do. I suspect his impact on the race is going to depend heavily on who the Republican nominee is. Uh, any thoughts, Ed? Well, I think there are a couple of thoughts here. Uh, him running independent reminds me of the Gore issue. It doesn't matter who he is, he does take votes away from a Democrat, and he might get some votes in the suburbs that Biden could have gotten. So it is not a good sign, uh, particularly in these perilous times. Uh, you don't want to try to make him the bad guy, but you have to show that he is a little unstable. Uh, and he probably isn't going to be able to raise enough money to make a big difference in this race. Ed and I will be back next week to discuss all the latest goings on in the US and abroad. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And check us out on Facebook and Patreon if you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast at US of Ed.